This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. She is an integrative dietitian and high-performance coach and the author of several books. One of them is Cave Woman, Don't Get Fat. Esther Blum, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today, Mark. Now, before we get started, what in the world is an integrative dietitian? So an integrative dietitian is a clinical dietitian. I have a bachelor's and a master's in clinical nutrition. And um, it's someone like me who's gone rogue, <laughs> who left hospitals for five, after working five years and saying, you know what, feeding people jello and ginger ale after open heart surgery really isn't where I want to be. So I went and got a functional medicine certification, which means I treat the whole body. I do metabolic testing. I do extensive blood testing, urine testing, stool testing that a regular um, physician won't do. And I help people get to the root cause of their problems. So I treat women in menopause. I treat men with low testosterone. Um, I treat men actually with excess estrogens. I treat women with insomnia. I treat people with gut issues and um, acne and digestive woes and low energy. I work with athletes. So I really get to the root cause. Uh, I work with a lot of people with chronic illness, autoimmune issues, thyroid issues. Um, and so usually people come to me after they've seen uh, anywhere between five and 10 doctors and everyone said, here's a pill, go take this, you'll be fine. It's in your head. Oh, you know, all your blood work is normal. Therefore you're healthy and there's nothing wrong with you. And you know, my clients are really intelligent, intuitive people. They know exactly when something's wrong with them. And so I help them explore and uncover things that conventional medicine may miss. I think I have the title of the episode, Going Rogue. I just, it just, it just, <laughs> it just fits. So uh, you just said a whole bunch there. And there's so much I want to dive into because when I first started my journey of being Mr. Productivity, I really thought that it was all about calendar apps and to-do apps and notes apps and stuff like that. And I'm learning it has to do with fitness, nutrition, and mental health. And there's so much that goes under the umbrella of productivity. So I'm super excited you're on the show today because hopefully you can answer a lot of my questions, which I know are the questions of the audience. So let's talk about gut issues. Now, we all heard the saying, an apple day keeps the doctor away. And I never understood this. I'm like, what does that got to do with it? A couple of years ago, I had a guest on my show that says the reason why you should have uh, an apple a day is because apples like break down. They, they rot in a lot of processed foods. It's hard for the body to digest. So they were explaining to me that when you eat fruits and vegetables, that it can change your gut bacteria. But if you eat a lot of candy, a lot of McDonald's, a lot of ice cream that affects your gut health. So let's talk a few minutes about gut health and why it is so important to our, our health overall. Your gut is the really the ruler of your metabolic domain. Um, your gut, and when I say gut, you know, I'm really talking about small intestine, some large intestine, but that's where your neurotransmitters are made. That's where you make all your serotonin and dopamine. So if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with insomnia or anxiety or panic attacks or even mental focus, you always start with the gut. You also want to think about immune function and immune health. 60 to 70% of our lymph nodes line the entire intestinal tract. So if you don't have a healthy gut, you're going to really struggle to keep your immune system healthy. 
Um, also, you want to make sure that you're digesting and absorbing your nutrients. And a lot of people are not. They're passing undigested foods. They're not getting the nutrients that they're, they're eating really healthy, but not absorbing their nutrients. And that leaves them exhausted and with a lot of brain fog and really struggling just to get through the day. So you want to make sure that you're digesting and absorbing your nutrients, that you're not bloated, that you're not constipated. And by the way, it is not normal. I have many clients that go to the doctors and they're only moving their bowels like twice a week. And the doctor's like, well, if that's normal for you, that's normal. No, it's not normal. You would never leave a big smelly pile of trash in the middle of your kitchen. You need to take it out every day when your trash can's full. And so your, your intestinal tract is the same way. You need to eliminate waste products, metabolic waste products, and dead bacteria from your body. So um, having, you know, a healthy gut and pooping every day is like super important uh, for weight loss. It's super important for hormone detoxification. Um, As I mentioned earlier, men and women are running rampant with very high levels of estrogen compared to their progesterone and testosterone. And so pooping every day actually is phase three of the detoxification process. It eliminates excess hormones, which are not going down the right pathways anyway. So it's so important. Gut health is really the cornerstone and the foundation of your health. Well, see, we're already talking about poop. Let me let me go a little farther on this. I'm sure hopefully no one's eating while they're listening to this <laughs> podcast. Um, how I've heard that you know, you should poop two to three times a day. You know, if you're not straining, is that aligned? Would you believe? Yeah, you can. Uh, One to three times a day is great. And you want it to look normal. You want to look like a brown sausage. You don't want pebbles. You don't want pencils. You don't want mush. You don't want pale colored, all of those. You know, if you're pushing out pebbles, um, it's usually a liver or a bile flow issue. If you are put poop, you know, pushing out mush. It's usually, you know, poor digestion, um, maybe a lack of digestive enzymes. And if you're constipated, it's definitely a lack of digestive enzymes. Pale colored stools mean you're not breaking down your fat properly. So you you really want to make sure that you, you know, work with someone to get to the root of your problems. That's why I do a lot of stool tests because a, a lot of the times too, I treat people with reflux and often those people have a ton of H. pylori that's really bothering them or um, a lot of dysbiosis, which means a poor balance of healthy to unhealthy bacteria. It means the unhealthy bacteria are encroaching and overgrowing. Um, in your system. And that leaves a lot of bloating, reflux, heartburn, constipation. It's really uncomfortable. So you just feel better when you eliminate every day. Yeah. And I could tell you, I'm 55 years young now, and I never cared as much of you know my poop and my urine as I do now. I know because I only drink water. Mainly all I drink is the beverage of water. And I know if my urine gets a little darker, I know I have been, I'm dehydrated. And if I drink more water, it's more of a light, light yellow. And so you don't think about these things when you're like in your teens, your twenties and thirties, and you get older, you're like, oh, is that normal? And you start questioning. And that's why I have guests like you on the show to realize that don't, this say, oh, it's just me getting older. No, if you have dark urine, you're probably not getting enough hydration. Or if you are, you're probably not getting enough water. And correcting if I'm wrong, there's something else going wrong. So you really should pay attention. Yeah, it's kind of gross to look what's in the toilet, but it can give you a really big key what's going on with your health. Absolutely. So how do we get a healthy gut? 
Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. You get a healthy gut. First of all, you start with real food. You start with real food that is in the outer aisles of the grocery store. If it has five or more ingredients, it's really processed. So you start with uh, vegetables and fruits, and then you layer on protein from eggs, chicken, fish, turkey, beef, liver, lamb, buffalo, rabbit, bison, elk, whatever, ostrich. You know, you can really run the gamut with proteins. And then you get uh, quality fats like avocado, uh, avocado oil, olives, olive oil, butter from grass-fed cows, uh, coconut oil and dried coconut, raw nuts and seeds, nut butters, and then um, carbohydrates. And I recommend low glycemic whole food carbohydrates that are found in nature, things like sweet potatoes and white potatoes and... Uh, white rice, butternuts or brown rice, butternut squash, acorn squash, spaghetti squash, um, quinoa, amaranth, millet, you know, all of these really whole foods that our bodies can recognize and process. Where people get in trouble are the inner aisles of the grocery store, which is salt and sugar and all sorts of wacky franken fats like hydrogenated oils, canola oil, which is totally manufactured and man-made and genetically engineered and horrible for you. Same with soybean oil, canola, um, uh, cottonseed oil. Um, all of those are really processed gunky oils that will cause a lot of inflammation in your body. And then there's the high fructose corn syrup and crystalline fructose and things in sodas. And the sodas now are more toxic than when we were kids because when we were kids, it was just plain sugar, cane sugar. And it was a small, you know, eight ounce um, Coke bottle. Now the servings are gargantuan and uh, they're loaded with high fructose corn syrup, which gives you a fatty liver. And I am astounded at the amount of people coming to me saying, I have a fatty liver because it's just, it's years of a poor diet, excess drinking, stress, and all of that wears on your gut too, you know, to, for your intestinal tract to try and, and break down the nutritional content of a bag of Doritos or Twinkies, you know, once in a while, okay, no big deal. You're traveling, you're on vacation, but day in, day out will absolutely wear you down um, and not give your body the nutrients that you need to function, to build muscle, to build bone, to think clearly, to be able to sleep through the night, to lose weight, to lose body fat, to balance hormones. So we get a healthy gut through eating real food. We get a healthy gut through sleeping through the night. Um, when you sleep, that is when you rest and repair and rejuvenate. And, um, it really, really helps cut down intestinal inflammation. So you want to make sure you, your body does the most healing between 10 PM and 2 AM, or if you're night shift worker, it's between 10 AM and 2 PM. So you want to make sure that you are getting in, you know, front loading your sleep, I'd rather see people go to bed early and get up early than go to bed late and get up late. It's better for your metabolism. 
You can also do what's called intermittent fasting. And this works really great for people who have, you know, a lot of gut inflammation, like Crohn's, colitis, or just like a sour stomach all the time. Fasting, intermittent fasting is when you eat within a certain window. So some people will do 12 hours of intermittent fasting where they're done with dinner at 6 p.m. and then they have breakfast at 6 a.m. Or uh, I see people have shorter windows of eating like between noon and 8 p.m. Or some people even do a six-hour window of eating. You do what works for you. You can even fast a couple days a week. But that just giving your gut rest is really important for healing because you're not constantly putting, exposing your inflamed gut to more food where it has to digest. It just enables it to rest. Um, if you are someone who's really inflamed, you suffer a lot of gas and bloating, another great way to have a healthy gut is to have more cooked vegetables than raw. Um, those are a lot easier to digest, to eat a lot of soups and stews. And um, if warranted, you can certainly take digestive enzymes and you can take probiotics and those and and glutamine powder those all are very restorative for the gut you can have green juices um, you can actually make aloe water where you take two tablespoons of fresh aloe from the aloe leaf and mix it in water and just toss it in a, or put it in you know a cup of water toss it in the blender for a minute and um, sip that throughout the day that's another you know aloe is great for cuts and wounds, and it works great for gut health as well. So you want to sleep. And last, uh, you want to manage your stress. Why do I say this? Because when we are stressed, our body stops the production of hydrochloric acid. It does this. This is really uh, a function of evolution. Because back in the day when we were hunter-gatherers, let's say we were, you know, sitting around the campfire, and all of a sudden, a saber-toothed tiger comes running out of the of the fields of the plains at us. And we're, you know, we're sitting around the fire roasting that animal we cooked and uh, killed and cooked, right? The last thing our bodies need at that moment is to have all the blood channeled to our digestive tract for digesting. The blood is going to get rerouted to our extremities. So let's say you have a fight with your spouse. Let's say you have a stressful work call while you're eating a meal. You, you may notice, uh, oh my God, I feel sick to my stomach or my stomach is in knots. I can't eat anymore. It's okay. Don't eat at that point. You're not going to digest it well anyway. You're just going to be really bloated and stressed out. So you um, want to make sure that you are calm. You're managing your stress with a little meditation. I love the Insight Timer app. Before bed is my special meditation time, but you could do whatever time works for you. You want to eat real food. You want to put good things in your gut. Um, and that's, you know, those are really simple, straightforward ways to just help have healthy gut health. You know, what's interesting is you mentioned about the inner inners of a store, not the outside. And I remember when I started consciously deciding to eat better and I, I didn't realize there's so many choices of peanut butter. And I was there with my wife who knows a lot more about nutrition than I do. And the peanut butter I eat has got two ingredients, peanut, peanuts and peanut oil. That's it. There's nothing else in it. There's no sugar. There's nothing else in it. And it's far more expensive, but it's actually better for you. If you look at the Jif and the Peter Pan, to your point, there's like all these ingredients. I, what is this stuff? It's chemicals. I don't know what's in it. They put all these, you know, all this stuff in there. And so like, if you're looking at peanut butter, look at the ingredients. I, I've never looked at ingredients more now than I ever have in my life. And I, but I will tell you, I would do occasionally have the Diet Coke. I would do occasionally, you know, have McDonald's, but it's not the main 
uh, staple of my diet. And I think that's what people get in the problem with. If you go out to a Christmas party or something like that and you, you have a, you know, cake or ice cream or, you know, you know, barbecue sauce covered ribs or whatever that that's fine. If you eat that like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you have, you know, ice cream and cupcakes for snacks and potato chips and pretzels, that's when we get in the problem. So you did say it. it's occasionally it's okay. It's when we do it all the time. That's the issue. Yeah. I mean, listen, full disclosure, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I learned about this handmade donut shop that's only open on the weekends. I'm not a donut person at all. Really, I could count on one hand the amount of times I've had donuts in my life, but I was like, you know what? This is really special. They're going to be super delicious. We all went, you know, we waited in line 45 minutes on a very cold fall day and they were absolutely delicious and we ate them over a couple of days. I mean, we literally like sliced them up and had bites here and there. That was it. It won't be another year until I do that again. Like it's not, uh, you know, it's it's the habits. It's the slow consistency, consistency that's a little boring, but that has the greatest payoff. I always say consistency over perfection, right? So you know, Monday through Friday, you eat very healthy and balanced. On the weekends, you go have a cocktail, you have a piece of dessert, you have some bread from the bread basket, and then right back on plan the next day. And that is balanced. That's what makes it livable. I actually have a big shelf of chocolate in my house, but I don't have it often. I just like knowing it's there. So if I want it, I do. I break off a square of dark chocolate, but that's it. It's a square. It's not, that's not breaking the bank. So it's really having permission around food. So you have a healthy relationship with food and then you can maintain that for the long haul. So I always like to say, what are your three non-negotiables? What are three things you won't give up? Is it coffee? Is it a glass of wine every night? Is it, um, you know, a sweet dessert? And then you figure it how to build those in? How do you build pleasure into your diet so that you can sustain this? Well, can you can you maybe have wine once or twice a week instead of every night? Sure. Can you have just plan to have dessert once or twice a week? Sure. Can you make healthier versions of a dessert? Sure. So I teach my clients to really be empowered around their choices and say, "This is something I'm not going to give up. How can I work it in with absolute pleasure and not sweat it?" You know what? I have some clients that say, I'm not going to give up my spoon of sugar in my coffee. Okay, I don't care. That's five grams of sugar next. Let's go change the rest of your diet so that five grams of sugar won't matter. So I really much very, uh, you know, speak to the reality Barbies and Kens of the world because that's what makes it sustainable and fun and delicious too. A few days ago, my wife and I went to Whataburger, which is a uh, Texas uh, burger joint, and I had a Diet Coke for the first time in nearly 300 days. It was much more sweeter than I remember it being 300 days ago. I used to drink Diet Coke like morning to night, and I decided to go on this kick. All I drink now, I'll still to this day, I drink mainly 99.9% of the time I'm drinking. Uh, mountain spring water that we get delivered to the house. But it's amazing when you don't have soda for a long stretch of time and you go have diet soda again, you're like, wow, this is sweet. I mean, there's a big kick to it because my, my tongue's going, what is this substance we're eating again? Because it's been a while and it's amazing. But if you drink it all, all the time, you don't realize how sweet it is. But if you take almost a year break and then go back to it, then your body's going, whoa, this has got a lot of sugar in it. You're serious about your online business. I am too. 
That's why I proudly host my website on Kajabi. It's everything you need all rolled into one platform. For more information and to try Kajabi free for 14 days, go to the link in the show notes or go to markstuchowski.com forward slash Kajabi. That's Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Yeah. Yeah. And I too used to drink Diet Coke all the time. And now it's like, I wouldn't even touch it. It just doesn't even appeal to me, but I would have like an iced tea or, you know, an iced coffee here and there. But uh, yeah, it's funny how your tastes really change and, and people real you know, when people think I can't give up my favorite foods, you know, your, your taste buds um, can be re-educated and it takes about 30 to 40 days to, for a taste bud to, you know, your taste buds in your palate to change. That's why with kids, like you have to introduce. So I created this program actually called Nutrition School for Families. And it's to teach kids because it, it's really to address the obesity crisis amongst kids, but it's to teach parents, you know, you can, you're, you may have to offer the same veggies to kids like 30 times before they say yes to it. And you just keep trying and trying. It's the same with adults. You got to keep trying and cultivating the taste for bitter. We have the taste for sweet and salty in this country, but most other countries have the taste for bitters. You know, Italians will have Campari and soda before, um, before dinner, right? That is a digestive. That's a bitter digestive that tells the brain, oh, I need to start releasing bile acids in anticipation of a fatty meal coming up or a food uh, meal with some fat in it so I can digest and break it down. Or in Africa, there are these bitter medicinal soups served after a meal to, again, promote digestion. The French eat salads at the end of the meal to kind of do a clean sweep of the gut. And again, using bitter vegetables. So we can re-educate our palate. You know, just as you learn to like Diet Coke, you learn to... you. Um, Learn to unlike Diet Coke or just not process it the same way as you used to. I have become a water snob. I remember when I was growing up, my mom used to always drink bottled water. And I used to make fun of her, say, Mom, water is water is water. It doesn't make any difference. When I gave up the diet soda, I started looking for good tasting water because not all water is created equal. So the tap was a pass. These waters that are reverse osmosis in the water bottles of the store, they didn't taste good to me. Then I came across Fiji water. Now Fiji is the gold standard as far as I'm concerned with water. It's very expensive. But when I go visit somebody and they're like, what do you like to drink? You know, like diet soda, Coke, you know, go get me some Fiji water. It's delicious. And that's how I'll drink. And like, how can you, how can you have a you know pizza or how can you eat your meal with water? I'm like, it's delicious. And, and so I become a water snob. And because just like we all have our favorite flavors of coffee or tea or soda or whatever, I am very particular. There's only two kinds of water I really like. That's uh, Ozarka Mountain Spring Water, which is available here in Texas, and Fiji, which is available nationwide. And I, I tell people, they go, oh, water's so boring. I said, because you're not drinking water that tastes delicious. If you find, or when you find the water that tastes delicious, you're more likely going to drink that. Am I am I on uh, on point with that? Yeah, Zach Efron did a whole, uh, one of his shows on Netflix, he did a whole show on water and the different tastes and flavors and regions. And yeah, absolutely. You know, my thing is if you're going to buy water, please use glass bottles. The plastic situation is with the water bottles is really a problem. So if I do like treat myself, you know, it's Pellegrino, but otherwise we, we have well water that's just delicious. And I just, I filter it for a little extra 
cleanliness, but it, it tastes great out of the tap. So we're very lucky because there's no like fluoride in it. There's no, you know, antibiotics and chemicals that you find in city water. Right. Well, here the mountain spring uh, water comes in those five gallon containers. So they drop off the the new ones. They take the old ones. They re, they sterilize them, recycle them, so they're not being thrown into the waste. Uh, but when I get Fiji water, though, I'm very mindful of the plastic bottles. Uh, I'm not one of these people that just like throws them in the garbage. I'm very I'm very conscious because we are just throwing crap everywhere, and we need to stop stop that and think about what we're doing. It. I mean, I'm not a you know, glass only person, but Hey, listen, when you get done with something that's plastic, can you repurpose it? That's the thing I always do. Can I repurpose it? Like sometimes I'll use it for screws and nails out in the garage. So is there a way you can repurpose this? Just don't throw it in the garbage. And I see so many people doing that. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, one of the, I want to talk to you about, you mentioned earlier on the show, pre and probiotics. Now I've heard so many people say that they're so good for us. We should all take them. What in the world is the purpose of a pre and probiotic? So in our intestinal tract, we have about 4 billion species of healthy bacteria. We have many given viruses living in our system at any given time. Uh, And the immune system has checks and balances that keep it healthy. If your gut is healthy, you know, you can live with viruses. That's why some people get Corona. Some people don't like the immune, or some people are carriers and test positive and are asymptomatic, and others don't. So you want to make sure that your gut bacteria is healthy. A prebiotic is food for the probiotics. Pro is life. Pro life biotic, right? Pro probiotics are life in your gut. So you want to make sure that you're giving your gut healthy back to, healthy food to eat. And what do bacteria like to eat? They like to eat fiber. So chia seeds, flax seeds, sweet potatoes, vegetables, fruits, all of those are wonderful for the bacteria to eat up. If you have, for example, SIBO, though, that's small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, and you have uh, an unhealthy a balance of bad bacteria to good bacteria, you want to be careful with over-consuming fruit because that can feed the bacterial overgrowth. But for, for the most part, most people are not eating enough fruit. It's been, you know, um, uh, given a bad rap because it quote-unquote has sugar. But, you know, fruit sugar is very different than sugar from a candy bar. And fruit has fiber. Um, and apples, that red skin on apples is particularly good for liver health and rich in antioxidants. The red skins of apples have a lot of fiber in them. Um, so I, I crave them this time of year, actually. They're, they're in season. So you want to make sure, again, that you go back to what I call plant-based paleo, right? Which is 50% of your plate is vegetables and fruit and about 30% is protein and about 20% is carbs. And that's kind of a really great way to keep your gut healthy with the prebiotic foods. Um, it's, it's wonderful. How do we know if we need to take a pre slash probiotic? Well, so usually, I mean, you can, A, there's nothing, it's never going to hurt you to take it. Okay. Okay. The only thing it's going to hurt is your wallet is my joke because sure you can spell on my own supplements, but if you really want to get targeted, you do a good stool test and you say, well, what is actually happening in my gut right now? What are my levels of good bacteria? What are my levels of bad bacteria? Do I have any 
protozoa, bugs or worms, H. pylori? Do I have, you know, parasites? All of that can make a big difference in your intestinal health. And usually, often if you do, you're having symptoms, you're having funky stools, you're having a lot of gas and bloating, you're not digesting your food right. Like most people know, they're like, something is up. So that's when we test. Okay. And the final question I have for you is I've heard that when you eat colored vegetables and colored fruit, because you mentioned the red skin and the apples a few minutes ago, I hear it's best. So if you have a choice between green pepper, orange pepper, and red pepper for your salad, it's better to get yellow and orange or red. Is that is that true? Is it more colorful? Is that better for us? In general, yes. The colors, the darker colors have greater nutrient content and greater antioxidant content. So, you know, dark grapes, for example, when you get those grapes that almost look black, you know, um, and the dark blueberries that are like the wild blueberries that are really rich in color, those are going to have more antioxidants. And, you know, the red grapes have more than the green grapes. Um, wild blueberries have a ton of antioxidants. So do cherries, berries like blackberries and raspberries. Those all have a ton of antioxidants as well. And then on the vegetable front, you know, you think of kale spinach, collard greens, you know, those dark green leafies are so nutrient rich, but so is, so is cauliflower, even though it's white, it's in the brassica family, um, as is broccoli. You want to think about artichokes. So, you know, as opposed to like iceberg lettuce or just cucumbers, cucumbers have a lot of water and they have some nutrition, but they're not as nutritious as something like, you know, a, a fresh head of spinach for sure. I remember the first time I read that you should eat purple potatoes. I remember going to my wife, I go, purple potatoes? She goes, yeah, they have them at the local store. So went out and got them. They taste just like potatoes, but I guess because they're purple inside and out, they've got a lot of antioxidants. I didn't know, but they're delicious, but they're not very common around, at least down here in Houston. Yeah, you can find them. If you have a Whole Foods near you, you can find them. Sometimes Stop and Shop has a really good selection of produce, Publix. It just depends. Um, but you can always find sweet potatoes. Always, always. And that vibrant orange color. This is now probably the 10th time I've mentioned it in this podcast. As you can tell, I'm a fan. But they're just they're so grounding and nutrient-rich. I, could, I do eat them most days, actually. They're really just fantastic food for you. Well, this has been an incredible conversation. You gave us a lot to think about. I wonder how many people who listen to this conversation go, huh, do I really need to look at my poop and my urine? Yes, you do, because that's going to give you a key of how you're feeling. Plus, we know if we're feeling under the weather. You know if you're not feeling well, if your tummy doesn't feel well. We know that. So next time you go to the bathroom, take a peek, okay? It could give you some insights. So, um, Esther, where can we find out more about you? So I want to give your listeners a gift, um, two gifts. Um, one is the opportunity to have a 30-minute consultation with me. This is complimentary for the first seven people who get in my calendar. Um, you go to estherblum.com forward slash call, C-A-L-L. And this is a targeted metabolic blueprint call where you're going to come away with three customized tools targeted to solving a problem that you specifically have. So if you want to solve gas and bloating, you want to lose five pounds, you want to sleep through the night, we're going to give you the tools that you need to get started right away. The second is I'm giving away a Crush Your Cravings three-part 
video mini series plus an ebook at the end. And this is going to teach you how to get your sugar cravings under control, how to improve your energy throughout the day. It's an incredible mini series. So you go to estherblum.com forward slash cravings and you can pick up your very own copy and download it right away. Well, I thank you for your generosity for those two gifts. Super awesome. And I want to thank you so much for being on this episode of the show of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. You gave us incredible information, and I really appreciate you being here. My pleasure. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.